Hello and welcome to Make and Tain, the podcast breaking the stigma and lifting the lid on inspiring people who are making a difference. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm currently recording this late on a Sunday night and absolutely shattered. If anyone obviously watches me on Instagram, I've just posted, obviously I had two podcasts back to back today and then realized I hadn't recorded this intro. So, and I don't know what you guys down for everyone who kind of tunes in every week. So here I am late on a Sunday night recording this intro. This week, I'm joined by Sonia Hun. She's a food allergy activist, a TEDx speaker, and author of Nut Job, How I Crushed My Food Allergies to Thrive. And Sonia talks about eliminating a 32 food allergies, which if anyone with a food allergy, like you don't really hear about people eliminating more than like one allergy, never mind kind of 32. And Sonia had kind of food allergies throughout her whole life. At one point, she had hives on her body for like over a year. She had decades of OIT and medication, but she realized it wasn't working for her. So she kind of took it into her own hands. A holistic approach, you could say, for healing her body, mind and spirit, she kind of spots about and kind of looking at her, her gut micros, but also Ayurvedic, I think I'm saying that right, medicine, which I wasn't aware of. It's like an ancient Indian medical system. So it's a natural and holistic approach to kind of physical and mental health. I actually spoke to a few professors about this as well to just kind of get their opinion on this. And um, there's no actually, like they said there's no scientific evidence. There is like published peer reviews to support it. However, it wasn't something they would ever kind of consider as an alternative. And to be very, really caref- careful with these sorts of claims as well. But I think the reason I wanted to on the podcast to kind of hear her out and hear her side of the story of, of why it kind of, works for her and obviously it's very different to what I go through obviously like the western approach and I, and I don't think I would ever go down the route which Sonia did went down and I was really open about that on the podcast as well but I thought it'd be good to have Sonia to kind of her, her side of the story um, and her approach to her food allergies so grab yourself a cup of tea let's jump into the podcast with Sonia Hunt Hello and welcome to another episode of Making Tame. So I'm joined by Sonia Hunt, a TEDx speaker. She's an author of The Nut Job, How I Crush My Food Allergies to Thrive. Um, she's also, also a food allergy activist. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like there's so much you've done. Is there anything I've missed off the list? <laughs> uh, we can talk about all of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you covered it. Yeah, thank you so much for kind of coming on the podcast. I just wanted to start off with the the TED Talk, which you did. I mean, it's got over a million views now on YouTube. How did that opportunity come about to kind of talk about your food allergies on the on the TED on the TED stage? Yeah. So, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I follow your work, and uh, it's it's really amazing. So, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, you know, the my, my I've been publicly speaking about my story with uh, severe food allergies, asthma, and environmental allergies. It's 13 years now. So I always say, like, even before we knew that word influencer, I was like out there sharing my story and um, and building my brand. My traditional um, uh, career has been in marketing. So, uh, you know, I started building my brand and, you know, building my advocacy platform. And by the time I did the TEDx talk in 2015, so by the time that came around, you know, I had been out there already and I'd been doing podcasts and on local television and blogging and on other people's blogs and so forth. So there's somebody 
from that committee that had heard of my brand, which is the way you always want to have your yeah. marketing work, right? And they asked if I would consider telling my story on the platform. Uh, and in, I spoke here um, at uh, San Francisco, so it's a TEDx in San Francisco. Uh, and locally, I've done a lot of work here, you know, locally as well um, for the food allergy uh, awareness. So, yeah. And, and, you know, when you are doing something like a TED Talk, it's very different than just like giving a quick presentation in the office. It's been in my like checklist of oh like things to do. And then obviously when I saw you did a TED Talk, I was like, that's like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I really want to do. I mean, I think it's so, so incredible. If you go back to kind of the very beginning of kind of your journey into food allergies, how old was you when you kind of got diagnosed and you found out? Yeah, so three years old. Uh, it was a dinner party that my parents had uh, with a lot of, you know, their friends and the kids playing in the backyard. And it was a plate of snacks, which had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, um, you know, kind of a few hours before dinner, which just, you know, completely turned like a beautiful party into chaos. And so I immediately went into anaphylaxis and the, you know, saving grace was that uh, in my family and an extended family, my parents have a lot of friends that are physicians. So they happen to be at the party. Yeah. So they knew exactly what was happening as like the kids are screaming in the backyard and, and so forth. So we were after the ER and then thereafter, after a lot of testing, we found out uh, that I had a severe peanut, tree nut, allergy, asthma, and just environmental allergies off the charts. You know, I would say the only tree I'm not allergic to is the Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was a big turning point for my family who comes from India. Uh, my parents never knew that people could be allergic to food. You know, oh, really? I was, re- you I was know, gonna say, was it, was it, I was going to say, was yeah. it not com- common at all then? Obviously, like you, you, you've kind of spoke about your parents being from India. Was it not common for other kids like your age or anyone you knew at that kind of stage with food allergies as well? Yeah, nobody. there's nobody in our immediate family. And, you know, later in the years when I talked to my parents about, you know, that whole time period, you know, they say that, you know, they always, you kind of like hear of people having some kind of sickness or the other but it was never determined that somebody actually had food allergies. So they just didn't grow up knowing that that could happen. And my siblings didn't have any health issues like that as well. So they were just very perplexed with like, how could, you know, food cause such a reaction for one of our kids? And like, why is this happening, right? Like what exactly with this child's health is going on that it's, you know, that this is happening. So it was it was completely new territory. I mean, they were in their 20s. Their parents are, you know, thousands of miles away. And you now have to literally adjust not only, you know, my life, um, but just, you know, the entire life of our family and how we ate. Yeah. Right. How was so, yeah. how, how that, that kind of growing up on like, because I know a lot of kids now are like dealing with kind of like the mental health implications of having allergies, you know, like the anxiety or kind of worrying about eating out did you ever kind of experience that when you was kind of growing up with all these food allergies yeah absolutely i just i would say that i just didn't really know it or understand so uh you know there was there's kind of like two sides of my, my protocol was all western protocol so at that time it was you know don't eat the food you're not allergic to so we if you believe it i mean we were even you know reading labels 20 30 years ago 
um, and labels have changed so much, right? So you can imagine that there was just very basic information at the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't um, used to remember the make and take like when I was growing up, like even right? then, like it, I feel like it's only been like the last like 10 years, like it's yeah. been more kind of at the forefront with what happened to Natasha and kind of other allergy stories. Like. Exactly, exactly. So, so that was very limited. Um, my mom was an amazing, you know, cook. She started to just primarily cook meals, you know, for me. Um, and we we focused only on one area my entire life, I would say, which was the physical health side. So making sure that like I had options, they were primarily homemade. But of course, from a cultural perspective, being first generation American, there's always a battle, right, between East versus West and wanting to eat the same kinds of foods that the kids that I was going to school with ate. And so we never sat and discussed mental health, emotional health, spiritual health with my doctors or as a family, you know, just kind of culturally, there's also stigmas around mental health um, in certain cultures, like the Indian culture. Um, therapy is not something you traditionally, you know, seek out. So really, it has, wasn't has that changed, until... Has that changed now? Like the kind of yeah, the, um, the stigma around it, or would you still feel like it's still there potentially? You know, it's a good question because I think in my family, I forced that conversation as I got older. Yeah. I do feel like it is still a stigma in India and here in the U.S. for kids like me who are first gen. Um, but I think with you know, health issues, disease, autoimmune disease, chronic disease, you know, uh, food allergies. We are now, these younger generations are forcing it to be a part of the conversation, just like I did. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it really was a realization in 2008 that it wasn't just kind of issues I was having physically. It was like, you know, mentally emotionally and spiritually i had so much like compounded detriment that i now had to work through as well yeah yeah because i think it's come to like like more recently with there's just not enough like resource even in the uk for kind of like the the mental implications of having allergy or kind of allergy anxiety and there's not enough like kind of clinical kind of psychologist now which kind of specializes with within allergy so it's something which i feel has kind of, kind of come to like more more often i know you, you you spoke about obviously have you had quite a few scary experiences where you've experienced kind of going into anaphylactic shock yeah so in my lifetime um it's happened four times the last being in 2008 uh which was kind of even where my book really starts you know and that was uh, that was that happened after a time period of 13 years where there was no you know, severe emergent issues like that. So there are definitely like yeah. hive issues and things like that. But so there's kind of this time period before 2008 where I felt like, oh, yeah, I figured it out. It's all gone. Yeah. You know, I can kind of do what I want. And then just like, boom, you know, I came home from a, a international business trip, was out at dinner. And um, a few hours later, you know, ended up going into anaphylaxis. And again, thereafter, the testing, um, you know, all the doctors concurred that it was a food allergy, severe food allergy incident. Um, they believe there's cross-contamination in the food. And there are also brand new allergies that just popped up 
when we tested. So the things that okay. I was like never allergic to. So like halibut fish being one of them, corn, you know, being another one. So it was a very rude awakening. Um, that incident left me with hives all over my body for a year. Um, and I mean, from in my scalps all the way down to like my toes, I had hives. That, yeah, that uh, really shocked me because you don't really hear about, obviously, obviously with anaphylaxis, you don't really hear about the hives then kind of sticking around. Um, but yeah, the fact I that you had it for a year. Yeah. yeah. No, right? no. Yeah. And, 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 and so this is again, like, it's good information, right? I, when I asked my allergist here, uh, you know, like, when is this going to go away? Cause I spent three days in the ER. And so, you know, he, he said, you know, this can take some time. And I said, well, what's some time, like a few days a week. And he said, you know, sometimes longer. Well, okay. Like a month, sometimes longer. Yeah. So it came to what he said is that, you know, given the levels of toxicity in your body, it, it could, if, if this is like very severe, it could even take, you know, a year or more, which, you know, I just thought I would pass out at that point because um, they were, you know, raised pretty high. Mm. They were all over. And, um, you know, soon thereafter, I was going back like to work and like, you know, back to our yeah, normal yeah. life. I know but you spoke you... about like dating right? and like, yeah, <laughs> with all these hives. I mean, was there anyone else out there which had gone through the kind of same experience as you where they've had these hives and obviously the hives wasn't going away and it wasn't kind of calming down? In his practice, yes. In his practice, there were patients um, that had situations similar to mine that had yeah. these kind of hive situations for longer. Um, and again, this is not something in my life we ever discussed Right. So I just didn't even know that something like this could happen. Um, and it was a real rude awakening that I felt like, OK, you know, I've got to now start getting to the bottom of all of this. And why is this really happening? Um, which started, you know, just a brand new health journey for me. Yeah. I was going to say in regards to the, the food allergies, in regards to the ones which was kind of anaphylaxis, was it was it nuts or was it was it quite a few in terms of yeah, which so... ones was the most deadly? Like? They believed, well, so the peanut tree nut was very severe for me. The doctors um, believed that there was cross-contamination of those items that night. Uh, but but the new things that showed up, you know, corn, which is like in everything, you know, yeah. a fish allergy, um, you know, it was, it was like a perfect combination that night of something that had like, you know, I'd had a severe allergy to all my life anyway. And these new compounded, you know, severe allergies, which showed up that night. Um, and I think that it just, everything just kind of went haywire that night. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do believe, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot in my book that this was, you know, almost the universe's way of also kind of saying, you know, telling me many things, right. One looking for purpose in my sickness two, really getting down to the bottom of like, what's going on here you know, three, starting to live in a, in a different, healthier, better way that looked at whole body health, including the mental health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How old would you at that point where you kind of, obviously you've gone through this experience and now you're like, no, I really need to kind of look into this. I know you kind of looked at different areas of your life. What age was you when, when you felt like th there's need for change? Like? Oh, I mean, I was in my 30s. So, yeah. uh, you know, this 
this was just a very long um i think that you know this situation over the years since age three it was almost like it was building up building right up it was building moment, up building yeah. up right and and not really there there's no like fault or blame or anything but the one thing that's also in parallel been getting unhealthier is the food in the country in our country right in the u.s yeah so our lifestyle, our standard American diet, the food that we create here, um, all of that was getting worse. It was affecting me because my system um, didn't, you know, work well with it. And uh, and then my body with these reactions that I kept having, my, it was almost a way that my body was rejecting it and saying, no, 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 like we're not going to eat this kind yeah. of processed, unhealthy, you know, GMO type of food. Um and so, yeah, so I, I see a lot of parallels when I kind of started to really dig deep into, you know, all these different areas of my life. So it wasn't just when I decided like, OK, I'm going to go on this health transformation journey to really figure out what's going on. It wasn't just about the food. It was like so much more like I looked at you know, the air quality in the environments that I was in. Right. Spending a lot of time in the office, yeah. spending a lot of time in, in my home. I looked at the products that I put onto my body. Are those causing other levels of toxicity in my body, and my gut microbiome? Right. Um, so it, it was really a and and you know my my degree. I'm an engineer by degree, so okay. it's a very kind of like nerdy, analytical, yeah, yeah. deep dive dissection into all of this that no doctor ever helped me with no doctor ever talked about and and today people still are not talking about this you know and it, was it was it kind of journaling or kind of writing notes down about if you did have a food and your kind of experience of it if it did make you feel a bit maybe not going to have an allergic reaction but if it did make you feel a bit queasy is it is that is that is was that how you kind of went about it in terms of journaling yeah i mean journaling was a piece. I mean, this was a full on like I moved a whiteboard into my house. Oh, really? I did a a strategic plan. You know, yeah. I had a vision of like current state of health, um, you know, future desired optimal health and well-being. What am I trying to achieve? Slice and dice every area, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health. Um, a lot of testing, like very, very kind of, again, like nerdy, I call it. But a lot of testing yeah. with practitioner team that I now put together. Um, to a ton of work on mental health mindset to become, you know, empowered, start letting go of fear. And, and so in my book, I put this all together in kind of this like nice little package that I call a three to be framework, which is like three steps, you know, three pillars to be healthy, be safe and be well in all things in life. Right. Uh, cause that's what I, that was like the grand wish of my parents for their kids. They wanted, you know, their kids to always be healthy and everything and be safe and prosper. And that's exactly what I, you know, set out to yeah. do as well. So there's quite a lot of detailed work that went into it um, that I now today, you know, I am a, a certified as an integrative nutrition and health coach. And and sometimes I take on, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one clients and, and I help them because after, you know, 40 years of going through this, I have like deep expertise and experience, right? Yeah. And and just here's all the tips and tricks you got to look out for. Yeah, and I love. We'll we'll definitely get onto the bit of obviously um, in regards to how you overcome your kind of thirty two food allergies, which 
I'm fascinated to kind of hear kind of your thoughts on that. If we just go back a bit earlier, in regards to obviously more people now are becoming kind of more allergic, it'd be great to kind of get your thoughts and insights into that. It, do you have any kind of insights into why you, you feel more people are coming more allergic or have, having more food allergies? Yeah, I mean, it's a complicated answer, right? There's so many factors yeah. going on. You know, they're, they're truly in this country, and I feel like I talk about this all the time, is there's, there's no formal health and well-being literacy in this country. So we don't know. We have health class once in our lives, possibly twice, and then that's it. So we are not taught about anything about our body as a system. We are not taught words like genetic predispositions, right? So we don't even know what current state is, what future things that we might be dealing with. We don't know any of that. Um, and then you factor in things like the food that we put into our body, the products that we put onto our body, right? Um, from a mental health perspective, the the stressors and the anxieties and the the fears that we bring into our body. Yeah. There's so much of this that then affects your health, right? And when it comes to food allergies, you know, I'd be interested to really understand, you know, people with food allergies, how much do they actually understand how the food, when it comes into their body, how it affects their system based on their personalized health, based on their, you know, genetics and genetic predispositions. I would, I would venture to say most people don't even know, right? So, so there's all these factors out there and we can start to make these better decisions, more conscious decisions about like what we're eating. Um, and of course, all the amazing, you know, therapies that we have out there to combat this, right? Like introducing certain foods earlier. But even if you start to dissect that piece, it's it's really kind of an underlying, you know, comment that food in this country is not about nourishment. It's about big money, right? It's about in, yeah. in the United States. It's about, you know, profit. It's about um, processing you know, it's about genetically modifying things. And we just don't know the effects on the body yet. And people like myself, people like yourself, who have these underlying issues, our bodies are just rejecting it. They're just saying, nope, nope, nope. And so so there's so many different factors that really go into this. Yeah, because I've, I've spoke to like professors about this as well. And um, I think a lot of time it always gets just like environmental change and how that has kind of implications um, and even now like obviously more kids now kind of getting diagnosed with food allergies but even in the UK in the 90s it, I don't think they had a register for anaphylaxis or it, it's only recently that people have been asking for this change to see how many people are going to anaphylactic shock so they didn't really have that data back then but yeah it is, it is interesting to kind of see how how things are kind of changing be really great to obviously kind of talk about obviously you kind of spoke about this kind of turning point for you um how did you go about then kind of finding a solution because obviously you, you kind of spoke about the, the kind of the western um medication but then how how is it different to your approach yeah so you know this my journey ended up becoming like this beautiful blending of both sides of my world east and west and so you know what that meant is that when I left the ER that day in 2008, I was sent home with like a shopping bag full of like 30 pills that I would take a day. 
And taking that much medication for sure affected everything from my energy to having brain fog. And, and you know, I was back at work, you know, two weeks later. Um, and, uh, and just general side effects that you have from taking very strong, you know, drugs and medications. So there was a time period when I had, you know, a heart to heart with my mom and said, you know, there, there's got to be a different way that, you know, I don't have to be on this much medication because who knows how long I would have to be on it. And that's when we started to really discuss um, things like Ayurvedic medicine, things like homeopathy, you know, traditionally from places like India and China that work on root cause, right? So in India, you know, Ayurvedic medicine believes that when you have a manifestation of hives all over your body, it's internal issues and heat trying to come out of your body, right? So that disease, those issues okay. are trying to get out of your body. So I started to like, I became like, yet again, like another, like a researcher. I say one of your food yeah. allergies are like a medical doctor because you know so much. So I went into like this research mode now to look at these other modalities to understand, you know, when they talk about root cause, like what does that really mean? And how do we go about figuring that out? And for me, it was, you know, becoming empowered to trust myself and know that I had to be on a new path right now. And the people that I brought onto that path had to also uh, be aligned with what I was trying to do. So I brought into the mix, I had my allergist, I had my uh, primary care doctor. I now brought into the mix all MDs, a functional medicine doctor, uh, an Ayurvedic doctor uh, who also, you know, uh, did homeopathy. And these are actually medical doctors who have had a health transformation on their own. So a doctor who, you know, had uh, Crohn's disease and had gone into remission through a ton of, you know, diet, lifestyle, you know, the right kind of supplements, you know, those kinds of changes. And there was a certain point where, and this was, of course, even in that first year, where I started to be able to reduce the Western meds that I was taking because I'd increase more of those natural supplements. This was all under, you know, um, this team working together. So when it was the right time, right? It wasn't just about yeah. like, I don't want to take these medicines. So it was, that was really the beginning of understanding that my body as a system, how food reacts to it, how other things react to it. We did a ton of testing for the very first time in my life on gut health. We found out that I had leaky gut. I started researching. You know, there wasn't a ton of research. I was going to say, what, 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 what's a leaky gut? Because I, I, I recently had a professor on where I know in the NHS they're doing kind of more studies now into the gut and, and food allergies. Um, so, yeah, what, what's, a, what's a leaky gut um, for anyone who not, might yeah. not be aware? So like, you know, so basically the theory around a leaky gut is around, you know, anything that kind of injures your gut lining can okay. lead to this permeability, right? Intestinal permeabilities, um, if that injury is like very persistent. And the factors that affect this, you know, are your diet, things like stress, um, that can really wear down your intestinal lining until essentially it becomes, you know, permeable. So... Yeah. Again, like first time I've ever heard of this, no one for like three decades ever talked to me about this as a possibility. But what was really cool at that time that I was doing all of this was that I was just learning a lot and I was connecting to and doing research on 
people who had just had health transformations in general, like not necessarily okay. food allergies, but just like, how did they become empowered? How did they really get down to like the root of what was going on? Um, how did they focus on mental, physical, spiritual, emotional health um, and start to get through all of this? Right. So, so was, was, was know, there many pe- was there many people out there at the time in terms of doing this kind of treatment where you could kind of reach out and is it would you say it's it's quite a niche it's quite niche in comparison uh, to kind of the western medication right? yeah in the in the you know integrative medicine right uh for whole body health has been out there for a long time uh, functional medicine right has been out there um, I don't find that in our food allergy world, we really talk about this a lot. My viewpoint, you know, is that I was looking for healing and whatever I could do to heal my body, mind, spirit, emotions that didn't harm me was great. I was open to it. And you have to remember, I have done like decades of OIT that hasn't worked for me, unfortunately. I've done decades of, you know, um, desensitization shots. You know, I've done decades of medication. And um, so I was, had gone through all of that. And at this stage, I could have like yet again, tried it again for another decade. But I was looking for something that was just more healing to me overall. You know, because I, the side effects for me personally that came with all of that were very dramatic and traumatic. Um, But, you know, it's to each his own, right? If that can work for somebody really young, if OIT can work for somebody really young, I I absolutely say you should try, you know, if you're open to it. Yeah. And then obviously within the year, obviously kind of that the hives kind of calmed down. When was that kind of aha moment where you kind of realized that you kind of eliminated your kind of 32 food allergies and did you go for kind of an allergy test just to, just to make sure before you kind of went ahead and then tried, tried the food? Yeah, so the, so the hives started to, you know, they were so raised, they started to become flat. And then over the course of a year, they were still like kind of splotches all over. Um, we didn't learn that I was in remission, you know, which is also the medical term for us until 10 years later. So it was quite a journey. Um, five. So I, um, tested, you know, skin tested, blood testing, component level testing every year. Uh, although I know insurance pays for it, you know, every two years in the U S sometimes I just was like, we're testing every year because I was in a test and tweak, test and tweak methodology with a ton of data. So it was like biohacking, right? Okay. And um, so five years into it, around the time of my TED Talk, is when we had seen a dramatic reduction uh, in the severity, right? So if you're doing, you know, skin testing, um, and it's like, I was like four plus, 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 plus on everything. Uh, that's when we started did, to see Did you things. discuss that in the TED Talk in regards to that your allergies going down in regards to the treatment? I don't think... In the TED talk, I didn't that talk was, about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, this was a that talk was about building awareness around what's going on with the food in this country. Yeah. Um, it wasn't kind of like my personal project, I would say, at the time. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't until right after that TED talk, which is when I decided I have to write a book because there's some 
incredible transformation happening here. There's incredible yeah. learnings happening here, which is why I wrote the book. Yeah. 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 And, so, and, and, and I think for me, it was, it was obviously kind of um, the book and, and obviously eliminating your foot two RGs was obviously, if I was honest, like quite, quite surprising because it's not something you kind of hear about definitely not in older people as well obviously and i know with kids to do the algae desensitization um but yeah i just thought it was interesting obviously curing it so w when you did the test was it then shocking to kind of see the results from 10 years ago where you could see you severely allergic to to now Comple i mean completely yeah. completely we rebuilt my gut health we rebuilt my gut and i think that yeah. that was a huge lever for unlocking healing for me um so so again like in this kind of a methodology it could just even be one thing yeah. that just affects your up, health yeah. and there are millions of people out there with millions of stories that like i said i mean my own functional medicine doctor um you know has had chronic health conditions herself uh including breast cancer and has been in remission from all of that through this kind yeah. of work right um and these are mds so so this is all science-based evidence-based and again the reason why i pulled together my own team was because i wanted us to align on what we were going to do how we were going to do it what was safe for me um but with this kind of north star in mind right and we didn't yeah. know we didn't know that the allergies you know would go into remission it was more for me about aging healthily and and you know just not feeling this way all the time so that was right? kind of why some kind of um a benefit in regards to kind of doing this treatment because i think huge. i think I, I think with the treatment as well there's 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 not too like from from what i've gathered there's not any kind of scientific studies um to say that it actually kind of reduces kind of anaphylactic or food allergies um it, as for what does functional medicine uh, reduce anaphylaxis? Is that in, me, what in regards in regards to the Ayurvedic me medicine? Oh, Ayurvedic medicine. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a there there is a lot of um, research on both functional medicine and like Eastern therapies in general. Yeah. That for healing again, right? Okay. So if you're asking. If I do Ayurvedic medicine, will I never have anaphylaxis again? Well, nobody can tell you that, right? Yeah. These are um, these types of medicine practices are about getting to root cause and starting to heal. And that's exactly what I was looking for, right? That question of like, why is yeah. this happening to me? And how can I start to like heal my whole body health? That's what I was looking to do. And so after a decade of literally like dissecting every single area and spending a ton of time on things like oral microbiome, gut microbiome, things that are, um, you know, products that are toxic, that are seeping into my body that might be affecting yeah. my system, right? Those are just not things we do in the food allergy world, right? So my path was very different because I was looking to overall heal my whole body health. Yeah. Um, and what it's allowed me to do is still today, I'm still on a very personalized um, regimen of supplements. Um, always carry multiple epis just in yeah, case, just knock in on case, wood, yeah. right? Always carry, you know, 
have things like Benadryl in the house and stuff like that. Because for any disease, when you're in remission, um, it's incredible and you need to celebrate it. Um, but I think forever for in my life, I'm always going to ask yeah. what oils in your fryer. Do you know what's in this dish? Like I'm always going to ask. Yeah, yeah. And I tell people I've had a severe food allergies my entire life. And, you know, when I eat out at a restaurant and, you know, most of the time they're just like, you know what, we're just going to still put that you have a nut allergy. But the great part after all this testing and you could do all the skin tests you want and you can do all the blood testing you want. You have to really do the oral challenges. So when I yeah. started doing the oral challenges, you know, after 2020, uh, that was the true test of being able to eat nuts for the first time in my life. Right? Yeah. It was crazy. And, and, and when when was the last time you had a reaction? When was the last time you had like a, a really severe reaction? Now is this? This would have been over 10 years ago. Would you say it would have been in 2008? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like since so, then, yeah. Yeah. During since 2008. You know, there have definitely not been uh, very emergent issues. There's been definitely like itchiness, things like that. Um, but yeah, nothing, you know, we found out that I was in remission in 2020. So knock on wood, still since then, no issues at all. And I've been um, eating uh, the foods that I've been allergic to, not on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, like avocado was something that I had a uh, oral, you know, issue with. And I also actually couldn't touch it because it was odd. My hands would get hives. Okay. Um, and that's something because I love sushi, love yeah. Mexican food. So avocado is kind of yeah, yeah. around. Um, so I would say that's even something that I've had a little bit more often. Uh, but actually, I got figured out I don't really love avocado. I don't love all the right. taste that's of it. That's all right then, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to say, have, have you found have you found anyone like yourself who have gone through the kind of the same journey as you and have the same outcome in regards to food allergies? Or, I, I have. Yeah. yeah, I have talked to people and they are as well, you know, uh, interestingly, um, practitioners of some sort. So, okay. so similar to me, they went into then that field because they had such a health transformation. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, like everyone's situation is so different you and i have a peanut allergy based on our genetics and our genetic predispositions yeah. etc it's still going to be different and that's why the world of even like you know nutrition and health coaching is so personalized um so absolutely i mean you know like i said in the world of functional medicine ayurvedic medicine the doctors that i worked with i, I didn't want to work with anybody who hadn't had their own transformation if you know what okay. I mean, like yeah, I yeah. wanted to work with people that have literally been through it, figured things out and that could now start directing yeah. me with what I should consider. No, no, it's really interesting. I, I think for me personally, it's not something I would personally do if I was honest, but I'm always open to hear about your experience and how you, you kind of gone through it. And there's no right or wrong answer. Like, like what yeah. works for you might not work for me. And, and I think everyone's going to have their own opinion. Yeah. I, don't, I think because I couldn't, I, Obviously, I've, I spoke with professors about it even before coming on the podcast and to see if there was any kind of evidence behind it kind of thing. But yeah, like you said, you did it from a more kind of holistic kind of point of view. But obviously that kind of then in regards to your ideas kind of kind of helped you. In regards to then, because obviously if I if someone listens to this and, and they wanted to kind of find out more, 
is that the reason kind of you, you kind of wrote the, the book then to kind of share kind of the, your kind of foundations of how you kind of went about it? So I wrote the book for me. Yeah. You know, primarily. Um, this was my personal journey of transformation. Um, you know, second, you know, firstly, so second, I wrote this to tell people that there's not one way, there's not one answer and one yeah. way to heal. So I hope everybody hears that, you know, because your health journey is so unique to you. Even though we all might have nut allergies, yours is very unique. And I believe that what we're all trying to do is heal. We want to feel better. We don't want to be like clouded. We don't want to be lethargic. We we don't want to be depressed because we can't go to this event and that event or eat this and that. In order to do that, we really have to figure out like what is going on? Like why is this happening? That's a journey yeah. of healing, right? And in order to do that, that's why I wrote the book in a kind of systematic way to say, here's everything that I did. And yes, it's a lot. And it took a decade. But <laughs> at the end of it was an incredible transformation. Now, no doctor, nor would I ever say, you can get it too. Nobody, right? It's just, it's it's a coin toss. But absolutely, there are mental health you know, um, modalities and exercises, mental health, fitness, and there is emotional health and spiritual health and even physical health, right? These are science-based, evidence-based. When you make these kinds of changes, you will get healthier. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what the focus of why I wrote the book and kind of what I tell everybody. And, and again, like I've been through OIT, I've been through the allergy shots, I've been through decades of medication. Um, and perhaps there's a piece of that that, you know, unlocked for me later in life as well. Right. Yeah. So but things that we didn't know about, like gut health, which is which is an absolute huge topic, I think. And as it relates to food allergies, these are just things that I think, you know, we want to be informed about and aware about um, as potentially like you know, something that maybe there's, you know, like for me, right. I leaky gut, I never knew. So yeah. over the years, I was just compounding that compounding that. And, and I was, you know, even probably more sick and I just didn't know it until somebody actually had this conversation with me. So it's really, you know, I would say just this, such this transformation of like getting to know yourself and getting to know like your system and how you know things interact um like, and then uh, and again it's really a story of yeah. healing i was gonna say like you had like such a big team around you in regards to you had allergists you had all these different people kind of in in the book or even just from your experience if someone was thinking about this would they need a team as big as you or is it a more kind of simple approach to it yeah, I mean, great question. Um, you are seeing in the U.S. new business models around whole body health. Uh, you're see you're you're seeing um, new businesses that bring together. You know, so you as a patient can come in, and they don't just treat your food allergy. They will help treat mental health, spiritual health, your emotional, the whole body health. Yeah. So um, these are new business models in healthcare in the U.S. You know, it's it's still in its infancy. 
I think you're going to start hearing and seeing more of this. Um, my my first real recommendation, you know, would be for you to just figure out, like, what are you trying to do, right? Like, what are you trying to do? What do you want to do? And um, and a lot of this kind of research can be done, you know, by yourself or even with, you know, a practitioner. Um, and then figure out who are the right people, your team. Think about this as a team. You're building a team. And that team could be two people or it could be 10 people. It's really up to you, right? Yeah. Um, so I specifically chose practitioners that worked on both sides because I also wanted to have this conversation about um, kind of, you know, how they viewed the body and kind of what happens with it. So for me, it was really just, you know, I, everyone I think has a primary care here in the U.S., for yeah. us in the foodology world, we have an allergist, right? So that's they're was there. It, was there any like conflicting information on both sides where you just kind of got to go with what's what's right for you? I can imagine at times. There are some interesting conversations for sure between you know my team as to I mean even the the differences between like you know uh, IgE testing and IgG testing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and kind of what does it mean? And one being FDA regulated, the other one not. So. So, but again, I think those are very healthy conversations. Um, and when you are rooted and aligned on, you know, what we're trying to do is figure out like um, kind of what's going on in Sonia's body that, you know, keeps having these reactions over and over. Um, you want, I always say more brains, the better, right? Yeah. More ideas, the better. So in those conversations, when we, for the first time in my, you know, 30 years talked about gut health testing, it was just like, okay, what's that all about? Why would we even test that? So I think to come back to what you're asking, you know, um, it's really, I think sitting down, um, I, I hear a lot that people are trying to find the right allergist. And what they mean is like someone who kind of really can understand them, be empathetic, um, can help them figure out like what they're trying to understand. Yeah. Um, I think that's the real first step in the food allergy world is finding an allergist that is my allergist is amazing because, you know, he always believed this path is not about telling you that you still can't eat, you know, more and more and more food, right? Yes, this is a path to, you know, having you participate in all the wonderful experiences in life, you know, and, and, having you start to heal across your whole body. That was the viewpoint of my allergist as well, right? And and he's yeah. a Stanford, you know, Stanford Yale guy. So, so, you know, again, like I think a lot of it is just kind of starting to have these conversations with your medical team. It could even be one person, it could be 10. Um, so, yeah, and feeling comfortable to do so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of up to you, yeah, in that sense. You kind of spoke a lot about, obviously, having the right kind of mindset. Do you think that's been important for you throughout this kind of the whole journey? It was game changer. Yeah. It, my, my first step in my book is changing mindset. Um, you know, living in this world of like barely surviving, wanting to thrive, and not knowing how to do that, um, coming from a culture that didn't talk about or prioritize mental health and emotional health. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just on my own dealing with so much for so long. So uh, I worked very hard and again, just researched like 
even like basic like what is mindset are there different types of mindset what are they where's mine right now how do i how do i start to alleviate worry anxiety and stress right on a daily basis Mm -hmm. so that i can make the right conscious decisions for myself that was the game i mean where, where, where did you where did you start with that in terms of like trying to find that kind of right mindset to kind of yes start this journey obviously we've got therapy here but like where 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 was your kind of starting point yeah so in this kind of like when i set out and and started to frame like my strategy right a lot of that was digging deep of course and journaling but you know over the course of my life i mean i've done a ton of reading and research and and i'm somebody who actually will like go and talk to the person i will talk to the physicians I will yeah. talk to the researchers. I will get all that research, right? And this is why, um, as a health coach, you know, if I work with somebody, that's what I help provide for them because a lot of people don't have mm. the time. So, so when you're doing all of that, then you have an enormous amount of data, right? Now you're sifting through the data yeah. to make sense of it. So it was, it was very like I call it like very nerdy, but um, I learned so much, you know, through that process. And, um, and then the data started to, I, I started to even, even spreadsheets, I started to see trends in what was going on. So you asked earlier about like, were you writing down like what you made and how you made it feel? Yeah, I did. But I actually, you know, was, was tracking how it made me feel physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, and I was tracking this through apps through devices like Apple Watches, things like that, you know, yeah. um, Aura rings, like you name it, right? My, my, again, my traditional world has been in tech. So these are just things that I know about. Um, and then you start to see like trends of like what's happening and, and like, are the biometrics reading so that I'm getting healthy? This is all evidence-based, right? So, but you just have to first put yourself into that world of like, okay, you know, there, there is hope. There is healing and I want that healing. So let me start to get my, you know, head in head around, yeah. a different game, right? Not the right game, but a different game, you know, that is, you know, that's something that, you know, look, this process, it has to be um, fun. It has to be exciting, right? Getting healthy should be fun. It should be yeah. exciting. It should be happy. Otherwise, you know, again, for years, for me, it was, it was depressing. It was super yeah. depressing to be sick all the time and to have reactions at any moment, like you're out of the country or you're at a party or whatever. And I just didn't want to live that way anymore. 2008 was my rock bottom and turning point where I said, no more, just no more. And I'm not going to let anybody stop me from figuring out like everything I've figured out now. Um, you know, yeah, no, it's, so that, it, yeah. it's been really interesting. Have, have you ever how's the response been in regards to the the algae community as the as the response been positive or do you ever is it has it been any backlash because it obviously it's not something that you hear about every day someone who's kind of cured all the the kind of 32 allergies how's that kind of response been been for yourself yeah so i mean so for work you know so i'm a global speaker so um you know, so my my job, in a sense, is I go around and and do speaking engagements. Um, yeah. You know, I'm an author. I have a book, and I and I do some advisory work as well. So um, it's been incredibly motivating and inspiring 
um, for people. Um, it's been very eye-opening. Like when I was saying that no one ever talked to me about gut health. Similarly, I have people coming up to me saying, no one talks to me about it today. Yeah. Right. Sh you know, should I, should I research? Should I go online and read about it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah go online, read about it. Um, there are always people that are like, that's incredible, Sonia. I'm very happy for you. I'm fine with my past. And, and, yeah. you know, again, to each their own, I'm not here to tell you to change anything. I'm here to share my personal journey and what I was trying to do and then what I achieved. Um, which was a true story of barely surviving, you know, to thriving. So, um, so I think you absolutely will hear more and more and more about, um, no sorry about that. Um, I'm just going to shut the door here yeah, no, really no. quick. Um, you're going to start to hear more about, um, whole body health. You're going to start to hear more about gut health in the food allergy world. Um, you're going to start to hear more about you know, mental health as a requirement for dealing with food allergies. Absolutely. And yeah. these are so, so as I go to the different conferences, food allergy conferences, I already care because I'm talking to all the parents. Yeah. Or I'm talking to I'm the really young interested. Kids. Yeah. I'm interested to see where the kind of the gut health kind of conversation and kind of the studies goes. And it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see kind of more studies into that. And, um, it seems like exciting time and, and yeah with like mental health I, I know in the u.s like they get like an allergy psychologist but in the uk there's just there's just not enough of them so it, it's very hard for for young kids to get, kind of get that access to getting that kind of a uh, clinical psychologist which kind of specialize in that i was going to say what, what's what's the what's the next kind of few years or what what's next for yourself um in regards to obviously obviously you published the book um, are you looking at publishing another book or are you, are you looking at doing obviously kind of more talks? It'd be interesting to hear what, what's next for yourself, Sonia. Yeah, I mean, so I travel all over the world and, uh, you know, my, my focus is really on that chronic condition world. Yeah. Um, so I work with uh, corporations um, and I do speaker series in corporations. Um, yeah, I always tell uh, the companies that I'm working at that the statistics you see around chronic conditions and disease and so forth, those people are not some other group of people. Those people are your employees, right? Yeah. So it's about helping everybody, you know, heal and get healthy. Um, there absolutely will be the next, you know, book and, and I, you know, hopefully many more books after that. Um, you know, there's definitely some incredible collaborations going on right now on products. Um, kind of in this space. So yeah, you know, I'm just uh, really, really, really like enjoying life right now. And um, it's a whole new world for me so to, to figure out like how I live after being so restricted my entire life. But again, like, this is not about like going off the deep end and just, you know, it, it's very conscious living it's been being very conscious about what I put into my body for my overall health, right? Because I still have genetic predisposition. I'm genetically predisposed to type 2 diabetes and years of just eating pasta, like it's been yeah. horrible, right? So yeah, it's just kind of a whole new world, which I take one day at a time. But, but you know, I feel like this story is so important um, to talk about, to, to again, give people inspiration and hope 
that there is not just one way to heal whatever you're dealing with. There are so many ways and healing begins by defining you defining what that means to you. Yeah, no, and I really appreciate that. And I, I think with the podcast, if they're trying to do is, you know what I mean? Like to give people a voice and to kind of share their experiences. And like you said, not everyone, it might not be right for them, but it might be right for the next person or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's up to them really. Like, but it's always interesting to kind of hear what kind of the experiences you've gone through and, and, and your journey and how you've overcome it. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to kind of share that with me. If anyone wants thank to kind you. of check out your kind of social channels or your website, would you like to share that on the podcast? Yes. Uh, SoniaHunt.com is the website. You can read up about my book, me, um, Sonia Hunt on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah. Please connect. If you have any questions, I'd be you know happy to answer those. Um, my book is uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. You can find it through my website um, and in local bookstores here in the U.S. But yeah, honestly, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs>